Better listen very carefully. A good martial artist does not become tense, but ready. Essentially, at this point, the fight is over. So you pretty much flow with the goal. Who is worthy to be trusted with the secret to limitless power? I'm ready. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Bulletproof for BJJ podcast. I am JT. Hello, guys. I'm Joey. And today, guys, we are discussing how you can come prepared for packing your bag for jiu-jitsu. You need to be ready. So this is something which is very little discussed. I remember when I first started jiu-jitsu, it was just show up. Like bring your gi and you're good to go, you know? But I think over time from making many mistakes and just learning to be better at this thing, you've got to do some prep and you'll have a better experience at jiu-jitsu. And, and for me, I have my own particular things. How about you, Joe? You've got some things you do yourself? i got some things for sure. Um, I was thinking about the, uh, that, you know, how you said no one ever really tells you about stuff you should bring. Yes. And it's really like a cultural thing in jiu-jitsu where it's like rock up with your gi rolled up under your sleeve or, you know, maybe yeah. you got your belt wrapped around it. Yeah, they got the kind of origami style. Like yeah. it's folded a certain way and strapped. And yeah, and it's like over your shoulder and you got flip-flops and then, you know, you take your shit off and – and it's kind of nice, this sort of beachy... Simplicity style. Yeah, like... Oh, hey, I just came from surfing. Oh. That's right. Like, hey, I'm Tyrell Tolo, you know, <laughs> rolling off the beach. But... Um, Rock up on a skateboard. It's a real Brazilian thing, isn't it? It is. And, it, and I say that because... Well, we can get into it in a sec. But in Brazil, this is a different situation. You don't take anything to jiu-jitsu class because it's probably going to get used by somebody else. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Man. Depending <laughs> where you train. Yes. But it's like no one tells you. And so when you're like a white belt or even a blue belt, you probably don't feel like you have really any kind of right mm. like to show up looking all prepared because it's like, who are you, the guy with all the equipment and shit? <laughs> it's like everyone just, everyone's got like a shitty used bottle of water that they've been holding on to for the last two years. <laughs> that same plastic bottle. Yeah, it's like all fucking degraded Crumpled. from the sun and shit. <laughs> um, but still with like a little bit of water in the bottom from back in like early 2000s. <laughs> no. um, but the reality is, and this is the point we push, is that, you got to treat yourself like a bit of an athlete. You do. And you can look at other sort of little subcultures of training, like say CrossFit, yep. where they really embrace the gear thing hard. Mm. Everyone's got the sick duffel bag with the fucking mobility equipment and all the bits and pieces. Massage gun. Cost them thousands of dollars. So right. That's right. <laughs> or everything. Yeah. Never used it. Teched it up. But yeah, but it's there in case I need it. But in any case, I guess we're like, you need to do a bit of that, don't you? Because yeah. you – and even if you are a white belt, we're giving you permission because – Man, you're showing up to do this hectic thing. Mm. You need tools in order to be successful with this thing. That's right. So this is a classic phrase. Preparation meets opportunity equals success. Mm. There may be opportunity there, but if you are not prepared, you will not experience the success, right? And vice versa, if you're prepared and there's no opportunity, still no success. But we've got to think this. Every class is an opportunity to get better. The better prepared you are, the more likely you are to be successful. Yep. Let's talk about the number one thing you need to show up with. And if you don't, Muppet slippers, you're in big trouble. Water bottle, y'all. I got mine. It's about a liter. Joey's got a fatter daddy. Yeah, mine's uh, two, two liters. Two oh, liters. Look at that. Yeah. What is this, a competition? Um, but yeah, you need a water bottle. You essential. gotta have it. And I, w- I would say like anything less than a liter, liter? You're, you're fucking playing. Dude, what are you doing, you 600 mils? Because really you're going to sip, you're going to end up sipping a bunch before you train. And yep. then, you know, it's like you're going to sip a shitload during training and then after like 
Depending, if you've got water access there, fine, but mm. you've got to have a vessel to put it in. Sure. It concerns me when I see people running to the tap to suck water out of it between rounds. It's like, the classic. You are very unprepared, young person. That's right. Your first roll. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pick that guy. Let's go. Weakness. And that's the thing, and, and this is something we've talked about before, dehydration accounts for anywhere between 30 and 40% of performance. That's huge. If you're dehydrated, if you've done the warm-up and you're like <sighs> gassed and just pumping sweat and you're like, I'm so thirsty, that tells you you weren't prepared enough. So, yeah, to Joe's point, sipping water before, but if you're packing your bag for jiu-jitsu, you've got to have a water bottle. And this also is you've got to have a bag. Got to have a bag. Right? That's the yeah. first step. And I'll be honest, I didn't actually have like a dedicated training bag um, until – I don't know, like until a year ago. Right. I, would, I was, you know, I kind of had that old backpack that I'd use or sometimes I'd use my, my work backpack. Mm. And I'd take that in. It's got like a fucking laptop and cable. Yeah, it's got all Bunch sorts of, of stuff. Yeah. yeah, and so it was full and I'd rock mm-hmm. in and it had my water bottle. But it was only once I was like, no, 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 like get a separate bag for training yep. that can hold my bottle, my gear, and then all the other bits and pieces which we're going to talk about. And they live in there full time. Yes, been super effective yeah and for me from an organization perspective i need i need to allocate things like i need to make sure that's my jujitsu stuff there because i'm very much preparation the day before and i've been very lucky like my partner ola she's 10 times more organized than me and she'll be like no here are the things you need and and like instructs me (laughs) even though i know and i will do it oh it's great but that said I don't like to make those decisions on the day. Like yeah. we, we've kind of had spoken, not directly relevant to Bulletproof, but that idea of like decision units. You don't want to allocate certain amounts of energy to making that decision on the day. Yeah. You just want to have your bag packed, ready to go. So when you get up in the morning, you do whatever, you're, you're out the door and you are prepared. Yeah. Now for me- So we've got, we got bag, we've got water bottle. Number, go. number the, the major thing, like one, okay, bag has got to have it. The water bottle. Number two is tape. I think tape is good tape, not crappy tape that costs you five bucks from random chemists. Like get good tape that's going to stick because you get cuts, you get lumps and bumps. It might even just be like a, a bit of a nick or a graze. A Band-Aid is not staying on. No. Like you might go Band-Aid, but then you go tape over the top, keep it on there. Classic move. Twist your finger out of alignment. Tape that bad boy, get the Vulcan fingers going yeah. on. Just something like- Knuckles are sore. Yeah. Maybe doing a lot of grip heavy stuff in the gi. Yeah, you might- Knuckles are sore, a little bit of tape around the knuckles. You've got to prepare. And look, I've trained with plenty of judo guys who have a very elaborate finger taping routine. And actually what I've seen, which is amazing, because these guys had traveled internationally and trained, and Luco is a, a German brand. And Luco Plast? Yeah, that the, that, yeah. Yeah, that's the one. In my opinion, some of the best tape, the stickiest tape- and they had rolls. Like, you know how you have paper towel? Yeah. They had strapping tape in paper towel lengths. Like widths. Like, when, like you know how you might have, like, it, not that wide, not that girth, right. I should yeah. say. But think of, like, a uh, Pringles. Yep. It was like that. Oh, it's like a, like a cartridge full of yeah. rolls. No, no, no. It was one solid roll in that. Holy shit. In that cardboard cylinder. Yeah. And they would tape, they would tear different lengths. So they had the little minute lengths for like you know like like super thin three four mil for the finger tape yeah and then the slightly bigger one for joint strapping yeah and then the real big ones for like oh your face is bleeding like get the whole thing yeah just gaffer your head up yeah (laughs) continue 
It was mad. That level of preparation, I'm looking at judo guys like showing up half an hour early and taping up all their stuff. I was like, wow, these guys came to bang. Yeah. Serious. Yeah, it's a flex. So, that's me. Serious flex. You see the guy taping up? I mean, could do some stretching though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nah, oh, fuck that, I'll just tape it. <laughs> On that, there's all the cool brands. I think there's like finger tape, there's monkey tape. Yeah, sure. there's, there's cool brands out there that you, that you can get that are kind of generally quite thin. Sure. I got given one, I think, finger tape or something. Anyway, it's, it's cool, I like it. But I find that having getting the rigid strapping tape, mm. the brown stuff that the physios use, yeah. Get it from your chemist. It's pretty expensive because it's high quality stuff. Yeah. But you get it, uh, yeah, it's like Lucaplast or one of those brands. And then like JT said, you just tear the width that you need. Yeah. And what you'll end up with is a roll that's maybe it's got like a line of like thin at the top and then a thicker section. Yeah. You know, and that just covers all because maybe you sprain your ankle a little bit, you need the full width. Yes. And fingers, okay, you need the thin stuff. Yeah. The other thing I've noticed with that shit is that after after about a year or so, it expires. It does. And it gets really sticky and it becomes a problem. Yeah. So don't be afraid to gift yourself a fresh roll every year. Oh, don't be afraid to gift yourself a fresh roll every two months. (laughs) $7, you'll never look back. Yeah, it's great. And gold tape and like all your CrossFit, you know how people love to get the- Oh, they love the kinesiology, the K Kinesiology, it's bullshit guys. Like honestly, you think it's real, like- It's like fake tattoo art. Yeah, it's like (laughs) really, however it's sold, because the way it was sold to me was, oh no, it lifts your skin and it it helps with like venous return and lymphatic drainage and all. It's like- I see people taping up their joints that need greater structural integrity with this stuff. It doesn't do much. Oh, with the K-tape? Yeah. Yeah, it's soft. It's, like it's not Yeah, it's not flexible. Rigid. just moves around. So it's like don't waste your $30 on that BS. Yes. Just saying. All right, awesome. next thing, first aid. Mm. So this is something we've got to consider, guys. You may get cut. You might get a graze. Like gi grazes on the face is always, mm-hmm. always a thing. Maybe your lip gets split. Yeah tears like tear some skin on your knuckles on your knuckles you bend a nail back yeah that's rough i mean if someone cuts like you how often do you get cut by someone's toenails it can it can happen you don't know you just come off the mat you're like who's bleeding yeah everyone looks around there's blood on me like was it me is it you i can't tell you definitely got to have and i don't mean like a full first aid kit but for me i always have band-aids i have antibacterial kind of hand gel which is basically pure alcohol and i will also have like a tack that on like baby wipes, antibacterial wipes to clean down an area before I patch it up. And also I always have like a pack of tissues. Improvised Band-Aid, you know, fold a tissue over multiple times. Chuck it on the tape. Yeah, chuck it on the tape and just gaffer that bad boy up so you don't bleed on your training partners. Yeah, that's a good one actually. I even do, yeah, when in full desperado mode, (laughs) you tear off a little square of tape Yeah, and then you you put – you, then you grab your larger piece of tape and then you just put that little square onto the tape. Yeah. So you've got like this one, like along the strip of adhesive, you just yeah. got one section that's not adhesive. Yeah. And then chuck that over the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Which that's heat of the moment, if you're in the middle of a session yes. and you are sweating a bunch, the thing is, guys, you, you're like nothing's going to stick to your sweaty skin. Yes. So if you can dry the area real quick, use a towel or T-shirt, whatever you got, and then get the tape on, but then like wrap it around so the tape is adhering to itself. Yep. That's going to be your best chance. That's way better. Yeah, it just happens all the time you're sweating. And even with really good tape, it's just going to slip off and you've kind of wasted your time. Um, I like your first aid kit though. I, I do a similar thing. It's usually just a few Band-Aids. 
I carry there's some really good 3M waterproof ones that I like. Okay, cool. And if I've got a cut or something, I'll put them on before training when my skin's dry. Yeah. And I find that putting them on, you know, 20 minutes before training gives it a good chance to grab to the skin. Is best. Yeah. yeah. And then often I'll reinforce it with strapping tape. Then some fabric band-aids. I don't actually do the antibacterial thing, but I should. Oh. Uh, but the, the, those, yeah, those few pieces are always in the in the kit bag. Um, full disclosure: the reason why I'm pretty big on the antibacterial thing is I've had a bunch of staph infections in my jujitsu career for various reasons. Early days, it was just not washing, like coming off the mat, having been exposed to all the bacteria in the world, and just being like, "Yeah, I'll be sweet." What, just like for how long? Well, just like a couple of hours after training. Right. But that's but that's obviously go home and have a shower. But at that time, like. All you need, like you, you know, you're sweating. You know, pores are open. That's all it takes. There's this little little bug in the skin gets in the skin. Now a lot of people talk a lot of smack about staph. Oh, it's a dirty mat, dirty gym. That's just not true. Like staph lives on our skin. It lives in our nose. Like it's always around. But when you get tired and you're sweating and you're sweating continuously and you're in contact with the mat, like you're leaning on the mat, your face is on the mat, the chance of it getting in is there. I shower two, three times a day. But here's the deal. If you're training more than once a day, your skin is almost con- – you're sweating a lot and you're mm. constantly having your skin being more porous, you're more susceptible to it. Mm. And I have learned the hard way, guys. So I have a particular way to go about it to um, keep things nice and hygienic. So you're, you just quickly you use the baby wipes after training real quick? Just- Im- almost immediately after training when I'm kind of – if I can't have a shower immediately after training, I will wipe down with antibacterial wipes, all your major zones, face, neck. Just get, get all your major regions. All zonies? Always. Got major. it. It's a yeah, major region. Freshen up. It feels good. <laughs> you know, I feel pretty good. I don't yeah, I feel tonight. fresh. Oh, yeah. Man. yeah. And then, but then also when I was in Brazil, because it's, it's more humid and you just sweat all the time if you're in Brazil, I took tea tree oil because if you uh, get a staph infection in Brazil, and I actually, little side note, I did get a staph infection on my knee. I just wasn't aware. And Tarsus Humphreys, shout out Tarsus Humphreys, uh, he really came up hard in the jiu-jitsu scene, like, Amazing athlete, but he won Worlds, won Abu Dhabi, won Europeans in, I think, 2010. Just wrecked the scene. It was amazing. I became friends with Tarsus. It was just before a long weekend, and I had this lump on my knee, like this kind of boil-like lump. And he's like, bro, that's that's staff. He had something similar many years ago, and he said, "You got go, we got to go to the uh, chemist. And I was like, but the doc- like doctors were closed. And he's like, nah, trust me, come with me. This little lady in the chemist, and he's like, in Portuguese saying, you see this guy? He's a gringo. You know what? He's got no money. You know what? Look at his knee. (laughs) If he doesn't treat this, he's going to die. It's a long weekend. No doctors are open. You must give him a prescription for antibiotics. She was like, I'm not allowed. He's like, do you want to kill this man? (laughs) I was like pointing in her face. I was like, look at him. He doesn't know what's good for him. Just like, just giving her this like, non-stop tirade. And she's like, okay, don't tell anyone. (laughs) Just like, you know, gave me real basic, but it, it, it saved me, you know, like if, if I'd gone another three days, that could have been some hospitalization business. Yeah. So what I would do is when I was in Brazil, not only would I, I shower, but I would, I'd probably smelt like a very like hippie mm. brother of the earth type covered in tea tree oil. Patchouli kind of guy. May, <laughs> just with uh, wearing my, uh, my hippie tie dye pants. I, I smelt. People are like, dang, you smell funky. What's that smell? It's tea tree oil. It burns. That's the Australian outback, mate. Mate, that's the smell <laughs> of Australia. 
Um, yeah, I wasn't dousing myself in beer, but um, yeah, you can feel it. If you've got a cut, it burns. Yeah. Like almost like peroxide type burn, but it works. And I found that just treating all my major exposed sites with tea tree oil post-training in Brazil, no more staph issues. Nice. The next thing, now we go back and forth on this because I'm pretty stalwart about this is massage ball slash roller, spiky roller. Yeah. Yeah, I always have a lacrosse ball. It's, it's so simple. It's just there. And if you're a bit jacked up, shoulder, hip, back, whatever, it's pretty easy to work in there, get some blood flow in there and then do your mobility. Yep. And the thing is for me also, it's part of just getting my brain ready. Like I'm doing that and the whole time I'm just thinking about how I'm going to strangle the hell out of Joe Worthington <laughs> rocking back and forth. Guys, I'll give you a tip from the top. You can't get strangled if you don't show up to class. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, genius. Yeah. Genius. I'm at home chilling on the so couch. So Joe's like, <laughs> Joe's like uh, I'll say, Joe, you train tonight? It's Monday night. He's like, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. So I show up Monday and he's like, text Adam. Bro, I'll be there Tuesday. Yeah, you know me, bro. Tuesday, Tuesday, Thursday. <laughs> Tuesday. Yeah. He's like, no, he comes on Tuesdays. So I'm like, God damn it. Yeah. But um, i got a kid now, guys. It's different. Yeah. You know, yeah, of it's, course. Hard to, it's hard to be consistent with Responsibilities, things. Responsibilities, oh, the dad life, blah, blah, I blah. Do, I do the massage ball thing. I don't actually carry one in my bag, though I should, because I've, I've had a little bit of a glute kind of lower back thing lately. You know, I've been sure. working on it. Uh, I do have a so right. I don't carry it in my gym bag. It's a bit bulky, but I, I use it at home. But uh, my water bottle and yours with two doubles as a roller. It does. That's the thing. If and you're it, tough, you can eat that. That's you, tough in the spine yeah, and the it's leg. Perfect. Like it's a foam roller kind of size deal. Uh, and you can use the corners of it and different parts to just like get into shit. Really handy. Yeah. You know? and, I, and, I think that, and I think that having the tool um, and making some time to use it, it allows you to just become a little bit more in touch with like maintaining your own body. So yes. it's a really good thing to do. Even if you're like, I don't really know what to do with it. Just fucking get it. Start rolling around on it. You'll find some stuff. Oh, yeah. And, and look, this is, this is this idea of preparation that you may not be aware of part of your body that's jacked up. Doing this, this extra little five minutes before class with your massage tool, whatever, you go, dang, my, oh, my hamstring's super jacked. Mm. The fact that you've taken note of that when you go to do stuff in class, maybe the teacher's like, oh, we're going to do spider guard and you've got to do this big stretch and you're like, oh, hang on, my hamstring's a bit jacked. So just because you're aware of it, you're far less likely to do something which is going to stuff it up. Yeah. Just bringing that mindfulness to the situation. I should just give a bit of clarity regarding my comment about Brazil earlier. Okay. You remember when you are in Brazil? Yeah, sure. Uh, depending which part of the country you're in. But, you know, generalization, but you could say that Rio and Sao Paulo are fairly dangerous cities. They can't be. Oh, they've, got very, a, they've got a reputation. Depending on where you are in the city, yeah. So the, the culture there, when everyone tells you something, yeah, they're like, hey, just – don't go out with anything. Yeah, you oh, kinda, totally. You have like your wallet. You don't have a little bit of cash. Wash, don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just like you're wearing like shorts, t-shirt, thongs. Yep. And that's it. Yeah. I mean, these days you would have a phone, but even when I travelled there, I remember it was like, no, nah, I didn't have a phone. Yeah. So when you go to jujitsu, it's basically that. Plus, you got your gi and a bottle of water. Yeah. But what I found was the academy that I went to, uh, Carlson Gracie in Rio. Sure. I'd go to get my water halfway through the session, and the bottle would be empty. <laughs> and. And, the, and I was like, fuck, what's, what's happening to this <laughs> bottle of water of mine? And then I put, I was like, I want to take my backpack. So I put in my backpack and I took a backpack because it's just around the corner from the hostel staying yeah. And fuck, my backpack's open and my water's been drunk again. <laughs> and then I, no caught, I caught a guy who was a coloured belt, a high belt than me, 
Motherfucker, they were drinking my water. Yeah, of course. Because there was no water at the academy. Yeah, they didn't have a fountain. And yeah. people are thirsty. And yeah. it's like, and it's like, holy shit, that's how it works here. Yeah. Obviously, it depends on the gym. I went to, you know, I went no. to other gyms where I didn't have that experience. No, no, no. But I'm gonna, I'll speak to that, man, because I had a dentist fitted mouth guard and it had mine, it had Jay Tomlinson <laughs> written on it, right? So this is my second time in Sao Paulo. I'm training at Alliance. Alliance. Alliance at that time, and probably now, is the most expensive gym to train at. Like, it's primo. And they do have a drinking fountain there, but there's a mega line for it. Doesn't right? taste as good as the gringo's water. No, but no, don't worry about the water. I, between rounds, went and put my mouth guard just in my little pigeonhole where all my stuff was. And I went to the bathroom and I was actually just trying to catch a breather. <laughs> I was just in the bathroom. Oh, I'm dying. I'm dying. I went back to get my mouth guard. It wasn't there. And I was like, that's weird. I swear I put my mouth guard there. I was like, oh, I guess I'll do a round without it, whatever. The guy I'm rolling is just this little purple belt guy. Now, on Fridays, they would bring dudes in from another gym to come to cross train. And they're from like a much poorer area. And dude, I'm rolling. He's just like a little featherweight guy, whatever, some guard stuff. He looks at me. He's got my mouth guard in. <laughs> in his mouth. In his mouth. Like, and it didn't fit. Like, like, dude's like, oh. like it didn't fit clearly. And, and I was like, I was like, dude, that's my mouth guard. And he was like, oh. He tried to like shut his mouth over it. I was like, dude, that's my, it has my name on it. And he was like, mm, mm, mm. and I was like, come on, bro. I was like, just calm, spit it out. Like for real, like just. Don't key just help me. He's like, oh, I'm, uh, I'm Banyero. Oh, yeah. I was like, okay. And he just left. He bailed. <laughs> he bailed and took my mouth guard. Holy shit. I was like, what? What a dog. You know, it's just one of those what things. What a fucking, what a power play. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> my mouth guard now, yeah. son. But I mean, look. <laughs> He's listening to the podcast laughing. <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> and look, it's one of those things. And I don't, I don't want to make fun of anyone in a, a less fortunate financial situation if he could continue to wear that mouth guard good luck to him but it's for my teeth yeah it, it's going to be super uncomfortable but hey he you know he took it and maybe it's better than nothing it could be way better than nothing i don't know but i just mate i just i have definitely learned it doesn't matter if it's jiu-jitsu you're in brazil or even if you're traveling overseas you're in a hostel food is going to disappear It'll disappear. You, you do not leave that food in the communal fridge. That's right. <laughs> you know, you don't leave your stuff out. I had a, this is just side note, I had a breathing um, restrictor like to try and strengthen your breathing muscles. Oh, yeah. And I was staying in a hostel in Melbourne and, you know, it's like a plastic mouthpiece. I'm in it early mornings just <laughs> trying to get my lungs and shit stronger. That got stolen. That is completely unhygienic. <laughs> Someone just went, oh, that's what it looks like it's worth money. See ya. That fucking drinking straw looks great. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> but um, the next one is preparation. Because I was going to say, mouth guards like so important, right? This is something I'd like you to speak on, Joe, because we both lost teeth over time. Yep. Martial arts related was yours? Mine was indoor soccer. Oh, dang. As a kid, yeah. That's rough though. Yeah, I headbutted <laughs> the hardwood floor and snapped my front tooth in half. Oh, God damn. We're, JT and I just realised we've both got the same fake we front tooth. We have the tooth. same. <laughs> Another similarity between us. Crazy. But yeah, so I, yeah, I've got this fake front tooth. And I guess teeth are one of those things. It's, they're expensive to fix and it's oh. like you want to protect them. I tried doing a mouth guard for a while and uh, I think I just did a boil and bite one from the chemist and it, you know, it's, it's shit. 
And it wasn't until you came to Sydney because most people don't wear mouth guards in mm. jiu-jitsu. And then you came and you were putting yours in all the time. Yep. And I was like, you rate it? And you're like, yeah, always. And I was like, I think I need to do it. And so I got a proper one made. Yeah. Fella here at the gym did it for me. Full custom job. And it's fucking great. Mm. Lives in my gym bag. Yep. Put it on before I roll. And it's actually really good. And I do feel like, uh, or the main benefit of having the mouth guard is that you might get put in a choke or something like that and you, your teeth go into your cheek mm. or you bite your lip yeah. and then that would turn into an ulcer. ulcer. And then the ulcer, usually ulcers, would stick around for like- Ages. And they stick around for like five to seven days and yeah. it's a really painful, annoying five to seven days. Definitely. You know, you eat food, it stings, all that shit. Mm. So having the mouth guard, I still get them. I got one from uh, when we trained the other day and you put me in that front headlock. <laughs> Preach. Good times. Um, but generally I don't get them and I'm like, this is a fucking benefit. Like this, the 250 bucks I pay for the mouth guard, worthwhile. Definitely. And for those of you out there, mouth guards are now like, depending on if you've got healthcare or private health cover or whatever, they can make it a lot cheaper. Mm. Uh, just trying to get people healthy and active. But the thing I'd say is like the way I do jujitsu is I grind my head forward, passing and also coming up. So I bite into the mouth guard and I push my head in, I'm not afraid to hurt my teeth. Even if I get kicked in the face, I'm more worried about my nose. Yeah. Like I have no fear of I'm going to lose teeth here. So that helps me do the jiu-jitsu I want to do, which is smashing my face into you at some point. And also gritting your teeth enables you to contract your muscles more strongly. You may or may not have seen powerlifters deadlifting with a mouthpiece in so they can grit their teeth, which enables them to produce more force. Mm. Just a little side side deal. I always say to my students, so Dave from Alliance, lovely guy, professional guy, got kids, all of this. He will sometimes come to training on a scooter. He also has Air Max 90s slides. Oh. <laughs> which I'm like, that's some lad business right there. That's some Adelaide. You know, he's a well-to-do guy. You're one tooth away from being bogan trash, mate. Like if you're missing a tooth, <laughs> you would just be the roughest looking dude. <laughs> And I'm sure, I'm sure that wouldn't play very well in your business circles. That's right. No one's really got two and a half K floating around for a new tooth, right? So it's just like, just on, on spec for that, it's worth a hundred bucks for a mouth guard. Yeah, you don't want to cop a fucking mouth injury. Nah. Two thing, it's shit. Dentists, all that. Nah, it's not worth it. Next, just talking about bringing some flip-flops or thongs. Footwear. In Australia, we call them thongs. For our American brethren, that might sound a bit weird. Yeah. But your flip-flops that you take to the beach, foot hygiene, you got to run off to the bathroom, don't be barefoot in the bathroom and also be barefoot on the mat. Yeah, it's an extreme no-no in my books for anyone to leave the mats barefoot. No bueno. And it still happens a lot, but yep. it's like do not step off the fucking mats, walk outside, go to the toilet without having some kind of foot covering. Yeah. Just because it's gross, man, it brings bacteria back onto the mats. Sure. And yeah, it's going to fucking make people sick. Either thongs or like some kind of sandal yeah. that you can walk to the mats with and then- It's easy enough. Yeah, like it's, it's easy, it's done. Yeah. Whether that lives in your gym bag or you just know when you leave the house or work to go jujitsu, you slip into those things. Yeah. Super important. Yeah, and also some academies, like depending on how it's set up, they might have kind of communal. Yeah. You know, if you go to like a Japanese bathhouse or something, they have just like- slides for everyone yeah they might be disposable or whatever you're you're cool with with your foot hygiene but definitely just having them there to the side making sure you got them is key and i will always put shoes back on if i'm going to leave the mat for any reason it's just one of those things guys it's just getting in the habit of doing it once you do it 
It's easy. I actually think coaches need to enforce it harder. Sure. Uh, you know, you see a lot of gyms and it's just lax. Yeah. And you're like, hey, people will be lax unless the coach is like, this is the standard, do this. Agreed. I think it's super important. I was going to say too further to that, and this goes back to like when you're traveling around in Brazil, say, mm. or, you know, like traveling around a hot country, you know, you're wearing thongs, yeah. you're like walking around the streets all day in thongs, like yeah. tramping around, and then you roll up to jiu-jitsu at the end of the day. And you got these feet that are basically so dirty. So dirty. So dirty. It's fucking disgusting. It's no good. Like you need clean feet. Yeah. So either you go back to, you know, where you live and you wash your feet and you put shoes on and then yep. you wear the shoes and you carry the thongs to the academy yep. or whatever the fuck, or you wash them, and do something, but don't be bringing dirty feet. Even if you've been wearing some thongs into the gym at the end of the day. But even for me, I'll keep it real because like I'm super aware of hygiene. I sweat a lot in general. So I always make sure, you know, I have deodorant and wipes and whatever because I don't want my students to be like, oh, coach fucking stinks. Yeah. Like you're putting pressure on someone, you smell like BO, some nonsense. And this comes from PT. It's just being professional. I will, even if I've been wearing shoes, if I've been wearing shoes all day, feet might stink, right? I will wipe my feet with uh, wipes, antibacterial wipes. Okay. Just so I'm not the smelly guy. Yeah. You know, and there's always, we all know, there's someone in the gym is that stinky guy. Always. You know, someone's like, oh, yeah, I'm doing two a days. No, that gear was fresh enough. Yeah. You know. I just rotate two gears. I'm good. Yeah. No, you're not. Get extra gears. Like, it's one of those things that is this is not trying to be like moral high horse, guys. It's just considerate of your training partners. Mm. Because if you've ever rolled somebody who's wearing their gear for the second time and the kind of ammonia – homeless stank that can get on a gi. Sometimes when they're a bit brown and they become a bit slippery, like all this bacteria on the gi. God damn. Yeah. That's a Petri dish of filth right there. Don't do it. So be a good training partner, guys. That's that's part of what we're talking about here. And also giving something respect. I actually, I don't know where I heard this, but it made me want to fold my clothes more. One of my partner's gripes with me is that like I don't fold stuff. I'm like, I don't wear clothes that need ironing. Folding isn't important. She's like, yes, it is. You just stuff your T-shirts in a drawer? Yeah. Well, no, 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 shut up, shut up. I I hang my shirts. I hang my jumpers, whatever. I generally will fold my jujitsu gear and put it on a shelf. But like lycra, like leggings. Oh, no, like your no-gi stuff? Yeah, whatever. Just chuck it in a drawer. Undies, whatever, right? But I heard this thing which was about just um, respecting something like it was was animate, like it was a person Mm -hmm. that – if you treat someone with respect, they kind of respect you back. And this is just an idea, guys. But the way it was communicated was the more you respect something, the more you will get from it. Mm. And just looking after something and being mindful to care for something is an important act. So I really care about my geese. I love them. They're very important to me. So it's like giving them that respect to fold them and put them in the right place that shows that I care about those things. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I do care. I need to pay that proper respect. So if we extend this to your training partners, you doing this preparation stuff, keeping your stuff clean, having your flip-flops, all this, will mean that you are respecting your training partners. Yeah. You know, and it's not about being a neat freak. It's just about being a good training partner. What now, about next? Oh, nail clippers, son. Essential. Got to have it. I'm blown away at how fast my nails grow. Yes. <laughs> and like, fuck, it seems like every week I'm trimming them. But here's the thing. If you're not trimming them, you run the risk of cutting someone. Mm. You run the risk of like folding the nail back like in a geek. You know, like brutal. Just, oh, it's awful. And I, don't know, I just personally hate it when my nails get too long. It feels like 
I yeah. feel they irritate me. Yep. I carry, and this, and everyone's nails are a bit different, but I carry like my nail clippers, which are just like those pinch ones. Yeah, classic. Because they're fucking awesome. Yeah, they work. But I use the toenail ones because they're bigger, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the finger, like the- you, you with your big fat fingers, eh? Yeah, big digits. <laughs> I also file my nails. Oh, next I, level, Yeah, people. and I find it essential because if I just clip them, they have quite a sharp edge. Because Joey's classy. Right? <laughs> they're classy people. So I, I file them a little bit and That's I find point. that that really works well for me. I just clip them too short. <laughs> you I, just, I just clip them till they bleed. Yeah. <laughs> so there's actually no sharp edge. There's just, not, there's just nail bed. First <laughs> session back is just like your fingers are bleeding. <laughs> You're like, much. but nobody's getting cut. That's right. And that's Ex- the important thing. Except for me. No, it's one of those things my partner always disses me. She's like, just don't cut them so short. And I'm like, you don't understand. Like as a jiu-jitsu instructor as well, I would never want to be the person who – cut somebody with their nail you know like that's just it's kind of that other thing about being uh, irresponsible but uh it's also a lot of bacteria lives under there right so if they're pretty short it's easier to keep that clean totally now i think this brings us to one other layer of preparation which we've talked about before it's kind of the easy to do things which is the post trains snack the the post traino having something there which is easy you're in the car on the way home something to give you a bit of restoration or something that you bring with you that you have on the way to training yeah it's in your gym bag speak to me joseph i do mine for training because i'm usually going to jiu-jitsu from work and so i'll have like a protein shake and a piece of fruit sometimes i might have like a a protein bar or some kind of like nut bar you know something with a bit of fat protein bit of sugar and I will consume those on my way to jiu-jitsu usually about, you know, an hour before. Yeah. If I were training during the day, which I never do, but if I were, I have done in the past, I would have those things probably after training. Mm. But it just kind of works conveniently for me because after training I like to have dinner. So on my way in I have that snack and it's packed in my bag the night before. For me, electrolytes, that's my most important thing I find. I carry hydrolyte too. Hydrolyte or element or like, the only reason why I really like Element as a supplement, I was given a bunch for free and then I jumped on their website, expensive as. What is it? It's a $1.50 a sachet. Wow. And it's subscription usually. Yeah. Right? What so is it? Like a um, it's potassium. sodium, potassium, yep. magnesium. And it's pretty salty and they've got flavored ones. The flavor's good. One little sachet will do you for a whole liter and it's, it's strong. I rate it, but I don't want to pay a buck fifty every time I have. And that's the thing for some of you out there, you might be, we've talked about Powerade, you know, like doing the Powerade powder, blah, blah. I think Gatorade's a real good option. Yeah. It's, I say Gatorade because it has more salt. Yes. And I think it's got more of everything than Powerade does. Sure. And definitely for me, post-training, I mean, pre-training bananas, always a go-to for most people, but post-training I need, yeah, a protein bar, some nuts, like a little nut bar, kind of like you were saying, Joe, or yeah, definitely a shake post-training. It just makes me a happier driver on the way home. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, I'm usually pretty blissed out from jujitsu, but if I'm hungry, that changes the game. and I'm, I'm less forgiving. So I think if we're thinking about getting you guys ready to do it all again the next day, just having that little bit of thing of like, oh, I'll just put a little snack bar in the end of my thing or packet of rice crackers or just something so on the way home whether you're catching public transport or you whatever the deal you're actually starting the restorative process that brings your body back to homeostasis and back to feeling good and then when you get home you're calmer yeah and that can start you 
back on the path to getting good sleep and then also being ready to train again the next day. Yeah, and a good tip with that I've found if you kind of shit with the snack thing, like buy a bunch of snacks and just put it in a pocket of your bag, mm. like even muesli bars or yeah, something like that. something, anything. Put a bunch of them, put like 10 in there and then yeah. you know like oh, I'm stocked up for a bit. Yeah, definitely. You know, I put a bunch of packets of Hydrolyte in there. It's like, all right, cool. I got supplies of some shit. Yeah. So if you are on your way to training, if you are on your way home, you're like, oh man, I need something. I didn't pack. You're like, oh, I've got something hanging out. Yeah, definitely. This is stuff that is, it has never been explained to me in a jujitsu context. I know this from being in the gym. Yeah. I know this from talking to other athletes. I know this from speaking to other coaches who are trying to get performance from everyday people who aren't doing things as hard as jiu-jitsu. So us testing ourselves and pushing ourselves with such great strain with jiu-jitsu need to take care of these things. Was that it for our list? I believe so. Can we just tick them off again from the beginning for folks? At the start, we've got number one, well, we've got to have a bag. Yeah. We need the training bag. Gym bag. Water bottle. Number one. We went to tape. Yeah. Number three is some kind of first aid paraphernalia. Mm. Uh, which can include, you know, Band-Aids, antibacterial stuff, wipes, all the like. We also went massage ball slash roller, something like that. Ah, side note, I carry a spare belt just in case. Ah, you do too? Yeah, because like if I, you know, I wash my belt pretty regularly, I don't want to show up to class as the black belt and not have my belt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's just kind of just being organized. And then we went mouth guard. Mouth guard. Get a mouth guard. If you don't have one, guys, trust me, teeth are expensive. Got to do it. Also, hygiene, wipes. I went tea tree oil. You know, you might have some other kind of antibacterial hand gel or whatever else. Flip-flops, thongs, as we call them in the Australian slang. Got to have that foot hygiene. Nail clippers. Nail clippers. Please do it. And then make sure you bring that post-traino snack. Training snack. Yeah, that's a fucking comprehensive list. I would, for anyone listening to this, you have full permission to go out and buy yourself a bag, buy yourself those, like kit it out, like make yourself proud of it. Buy, yeah. You know, I'm going to get a good water bottle. I'm sick of being the guy with the 17-year-old Mount Franklin plastic bottle. <laughs> I, get I'm those gonna, BPAs yeah, in I'm, your I'm system. Gonna, I'm going to get a stainless steel water bottle that costs yeah, me, no. you know, way more than it should. Way but too much money. here's the thing. If you're moderately responsible with your shit, you're, I've had my water bottle – for more than a decade. Wow. Yeah, like I've cool. had it for a fucking long time. And that's a good one. Yeah. And like like it's an eco tank. I think it cost me 50 or 60 bucks. Sure. But it's, it's a fucking decade. Yeah, that's you know? cost per use. Um, so like get yourself some good shit that you're like, cool, because when you're proud of your shit, it's, it makes you bring more pride to what you're doing. Similar to what you're saying about like treating your objects with respect, right? Respect them. It's kind of like it gives you energy back and it's going to make you a, a more professional jujitsu player. Definitely. And this culture builds because other people, when you do a good thing, you give permission to others to do a good thing. And it doesn't matter if you're just new and you started jujitsu and your whole gym does none of these things, you could be the agent for change. It could just make everything better. You know, it doesn't mean suddenly you get better at jujitsu, but it makes the culture nicer. Yeah. Elevates everybody. For sure. I guess the only other thing too is if you're like, oh, I got the training bag, I got the jits going on, but I feel like my strength and mobility could really be improved. Mate, we've got you covered. And and this is the exciting thing I find when I talk to people. (laughs) And it's funny, I never assume, but I was having a conversation with someone and they're like, man, I'm I'm pretty stiff and uh, man, I I just feel like everyone's stronger than me at jiu-jitsu and I don't know what to do. And I was like, 
um, we have a program. He's like, really? And I was like, oh, okay, it's cool, man. And I just sent him a link and he was like, dude, there's a bunch of stuff in here. And I was like, yeah, man, we, we've been working on this bad boy for a couple of years, you know, like, you know, and, and the really nice thing about it was he signed up and he's away. He just, he, this is a couple of weeks ago. He's like, man, that kettlebell program is great. And I was like, oh, cool. You know, that's nice. And he's like, man, I'm actually starting to get a bit more flexible because he's actually following the program and he's reaping the benefit. And it's so nice because I know that guy for years and I almost couldn't believe that, you know, the amount of times we talk about this stuff individually and together, he had no awareness of our online program. <laughs> but it, it was really cool. It was really nice to see him benefit from it. And so many of our people, it, it just makes this thing awesome because people come and give us some good feedback, which is really nice. Yeah. Yeah, this shit's changing lives. I had someone tell me the other day, they're like, man, I um, rolled with someone for the first time after lockdown. He was rolling with a friend of his and his friend was like, Jesus Christ, like you used to roll like a robot. It's like now you're like all supple and shit. <laughs> and he was like, man, how sick's that? I've been doing the mobility program through yeah, lockdown. I'm nice. like, that's big. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. great. It's a beautiful thing. But so, yeah, if you want help with that, strength and mobility, go to Bulletproof for BJJ.com. We have a selection of programs on there, strength and mobility related, uh, anything to suit your situation. And two days of training per week and a little bit of work on the mats before and after class. And you could build a Bulletproof body too. Totally. Amazing. Thanks, bro. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. Cheers, guys. Catch you next week.